Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Jesus is a Savior, we're not, but we can sure seek along with him. Lord, help us to seek, and I'll point him to you so you can save him. So the object of, of Jesus' activity on the earth was the lost. He's looking for the lost, and I think he's still looking for the lost today. Who are the lost? The lost are those who, in the grand scheme of things, do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. People who don't know Jesus Christ, he said they are lost. Listen, the problem with the lost is that they don't know that they are lost. The problem with the lost is they don't know that they are lost. Uh, They're like some people, you know, driving with a friend, and he said he knew where he was going. But after a while, you done passed the same place two or three times in the car. I'm thinking, he's lost, but he don't want to admit that he's lost. So he keeps going. So there are people who are lost and they don't know they're lost. See, it's okay to know you lost and don't admit it. But if when you lost and don't know you lost, you're lost. And there are people who don't know they're lost until we tell them and we ask them, where are they? And we find out they're lost. Once you find out you're lost, you want to find something that's familiar. You want to try to find something to get you back on track. When we point people to Jesus Christ, when they hear the name, the Holy Spirit can awaken in them the desire to receive Jesus Christ. No one comes to the Father except he is drawn by the Lord. It is the Spirit of God that draws people to himself. It is the Spirit of God that draws people to begin to stir them on the inside, begin to open up their spiritual understanding, open their blinded eyes, open their deaf ears so they can begin to hear the Word of God. God knows how to reach people. He just needs an agent on the earth to engage with him. God set his plan into motion to rescue us by sending Jesus Christ into the earth. Matthew 1.21 says, You will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. He came for the lost. Just say that. He came for the lost. If you are lost, Jesus is looking for you. And you don't have to go far to find him. He put it this way in chapter 5 of Luke verse 31. It is not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. I've come for the righteous. That's why you can see me hanging out with the sinners because that's who I came for. I didn't come for the righteous. In fact, he gave more grief to the Pharisee, the righteous people, than anybody Because they were always coming up there messing with him. And he just says, I ain't got time for you. I came for the sinners. 
somebody who recognized that they need some help. Jesus has the power to do more than to seek. He has the power to save. Save means to rescue people from their eternal destination of death, destruction, and hell. I can save you from that, Jesus says. I can restore your relationship with God, the relationship that was lost when Adam gave up his relationship with God. Jesus is so interested in saving the lost, he didn't leave the world without setting up a plan to be sure that the lost can be continually saved. You know what his plan was? When he saved you and he saved me, he brought us into his family to fulfill his purpose. Matthew 28, 19, go into all the world, preaching the gospel, making disciples, baptizing those. That's the plan. The plan was to get us involved, to get us engaged. That was his plan. His plan was not just to save us so we can come to church and have a good time. His plan was to save us so that we can be the church. That's the difference. We can come to church or we can be the church. And we want to be the alive, vibrant church. You are the light of the world, he said to us. And you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth. So I want you to join with the purpose of our Lord to seek and to save that which was lost. I want you to join with us. Here's the question. How can you do that? I want to give you three things, maybe four. Pray for the Spirit of God to seek out the lost in our homes, on our jobs, in our neighborhood. Pray for the Spirit of God. God, help us to seek out those who were lost. So when you're in your three days of fasting and prayer and say, Lord, help me to recognize what you want to do in the lives of people around me. Secondly, get involved by inviting people to come to know Christ. Just ask them, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Just ask them, do you, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? And when they say yes, ask them, would Jesus say the same thing about you when What's your relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, I'm, I'm saved and I know him. I said, well, what would he say if I'd ask him about you all's relationship? Well, he may say something different. Well, he's the one that's going to be the judge. If he says something different, then you might want to get re- reaffirmed here. You want to start over. Let's, let, we don't want him to say something different. Thirdly, I want you all to participate with us as we share our faith and reach out to the lost with our various Opportunities. Whenever there's an opportunity to reach out, get involved in it. Reach out to your neighbors. Uh, we were talking about the National Night Out. Y- y'all familiar with that? There's a National Night Out. They do it every year. We just don't do anything. That's in your neighborhood so that you can get to know your neighbors better. And the National Night Out, I guess, what we're looking at it today is in October, the first Tuesday in October. And I said, Ella Shepherd. Why don't we encourage our members to do something in their own neighborhood on National Night Out? Uh, invite your neighbor. Invite a neighbor over. Get two or three neighbors. Say we're going to grill some hot dogs in our yard, and we're inviting over two or three neighbors. Do you know your neighbors? Do you really know who's next door across the street? Most of us would say, no, I don't know them. I know them when I see them, but I don't know anything about them. There are things that we're going to be saying, here's some things you can do on your street to bring your neighbors together. Let's do that on National Night Out. We're not talking about passing out tracks or whatever, but building a relationship with your neighbors. Then you can invite them later. 
I shared that one of our neighbors on our street, he didn't do this because he was a believer, but he said, uh, we just live on a street with a block with a cul-de-sac, so it's not all the way through. But he went around and took everybody's name, all the kids, uh, their ages, their names, everybody in the household, a phone number and an emergency number for someone, a work number, and he put all of that on a, on a diagram so you can see where, who, whose house. Uh, he, he diagrammed the whole street and he passed that out to every neighbor. And when my neighbor's pipe busted next uh, door to me and I saw raw water running out of his house during Christmas and he wasn't home, I had a contact number that I could call him and, uh, and he called one of his relatives to come over and turn off the water. But if I hadn't had that, I don't know who, I don't know who he is or who to, how to contact him. And we've used that. They've called me. Your burglar alarm is going off at your house. And I, I went over there and checked it, but I want you to know. So, but that's, that was just a simple thing that we keep, we keep it handy. And he would update that every year. Any changes in your house? Who, are your children still here? What are their ages? So we know who's on the street in that block. He didn't do that as a believer, but I thought that was great. And I would always encourage him, keep it up. That way we know. And when we had a new neighbor, he'd, he'd change it and say, here's the new neighbor. Here's their name. This is how many kids are in their home. And this is their contact information. So as believers, we got to be innovative. The Bible said, he who wins souls are wise. So uh, here we are. And I told you what happened to me. Here I am, the pastor, not talking to my neighbor across the street and he ended up uh, getting arrested and committing suicide. And here I am, the pastor, never went over to his home, never stopped, stepped across the street to get in his yard when I saw him there and say anything because I'm so busy getting ready to go to church. And here he is on the news, and he's right in front of me, and I ain't never said nothing to him about the Lord at all. And I'm the pastor. That was very convicting. My neighbor, how you doing? God bless you. And I'm gone so I can come over here, hurry up on Wednesday night because y'all are so excited to hear me <laughs> that I don't have time for them. I just pass by them on the street. When I do stop, hey, Pastor, I haven't seen you and I haven't seen you in months. Well, I've been, you know, I leave early in the morning. I come back late at night. I'm at that church. So I said, I'm going to start doing a prayer walk on my block. I get out in the morning and walk, Father, bless this house, bless that house, bless this house. Stop and talk to the neighbors. If there was one thing I could pray with you today, what could that be? So this is my block. What's happening on your block? Well, I got quiet on that one. I should have been talking about fasting. So there are things that we can do right where we are in our own neighborhood. Amen. No need, no need going deep sea fishing if you can't catch fish on your street with people that can recognize you and know you. We ought to be the ones they call whenever somebody gets sick. Would you pray for us? I know you can pray. Not because you're just walking down the street keeping up a lot of noise either, okay? Decide also that it's a priority for you to seek those who are lost wherever you can. You know, we've been talking about that all month. Certainly, I hope that we have gotten to the place where we were. It's not something we do. It becomes who we are. It's not a project. It's a process of us thinking about it, making ourselves available to God every day. Come on, stand on your feet with me.
I thank God for this church, and I thank God for the testimonies that we here share. I thank God for using us in every place, in every way, to make a difference. Each of us are agents. You don't have to have a supernatural anointing to just tell somebody Jesus saves. You don't have to have your college degree. You don't have to know all about eschatology and soteriology and angelology and bibliology. All you need to know is that Jesus changed my life. I don't know what you're going through, but I can tell you what. He can change your life. He can help your life. He can give you a brand new start. I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ if you don't know him. That's all he wants us to do. Just to be available to share, to invite people to come to know him. Thank you once again for joining us on this broadcast. This is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to come to you wherever you are to share the word of the Lord with you. And we certainly hope that you have been enriched. Pastor Jackie has been in a great series on holiness. And then we are encouraging our members. And I want to encourage you too in your church to use this year to go out into the harvest field and reach people who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost, and he wants to use every believer. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representative. We are his salt and his light that will impact the lives of those he's trying to reach. He needs you to be on your job so he can get on his job. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can visit us online at lowcf.org. Now, I want to take a moment to invite you to be our special guest. People are getting ready for the Super Bowl, but we're going to have a football Sunday on February the 11th in our 10 a.m. service. We're inviting every football player, whether it's middle school, high school, college, or pro, or coach, or referee, or cheerleader to come and be our guest. Where you're favorite team's jersey. We're going to share a message of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're going to pray for every football player. We're going to pray God's blessings for safety and health for every football player. Come and join us. We're going to have tailgate after service out in the parking lot with food, fun, and fellowship at no cost. So be our guest. Again, that's Football Sunday, February 11th at our 10 a.m. service. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.